You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Well, as we go offshore, it's uh, all about U.S. earnings at the moment. It's also all about antitrust law with Rob Pietropalo, Joint Head of Trading at Udom Capital. Uh, Rob, first off, uh, before we get into this uh, DOJ bombshell, it is also all about stimulus. Uh, the stimulus roller coaster continues. When will they? It's not a question of will they at all. It's just when will they? Why does this, and I've been asking it to my market commentators uh, today in particular, why does this continue to be the main driver of markets? If market participants know that the stimulus is coming, why is there all of this vol- volatility? Well, look, I think um, we've got a spanner, which uh, we now call the U.S. elections, um, in, in the works here. And I, you know, I, I honestly think that uh, looking at just the way that the market is behaving, or the U.S. Uh, or the S&P, we, we've, we've got the, the elections looming. Um, and I think it is a tough one for, for them. Do they, do they agree and squeeze in a package before the election, or do they launch a bazooka in the new year? And by the way, the market is behaving, I think they're already pricing in the bazooka scenario later on. So uh, it is a tough one to call. Uh, and, you know, it's not all um, stimulus-based. I mean, the market's going to, it's going to cheer stimulus, even though it's trading as if it's, it's going to happen in January. But, you know, there's also the flip side to stimulus. It's definitely going to help um, earnings um, in the in the short to medium term, but then, you know, what happens after that? You have, uh, yep. you know, interest rate hikes and, and all sorts of other things to and start slowing hikes. these things down and tax hikes. For that Biden matter. wins. I, I, exactly. And what we also have is an issue that seems to have found bipartisan support in that uh, the tech companies are now squarely in uh, the regulators' um, uh, crosshairs. Uh, this antitrust lawsuit uh, for for Google and and uh, Alphabet, uh, to to be specific, um, is interesting for a number of reasons. For for a long time, uh, investors have been questioning what is going to happen. How will uh, the regulatory authorities catch up with the size? of these uh, FANG stocks, which have, uh, because of the network effect, managed to grow and uh, gobble up all before them uh, through M&A activity or, or other practices. But it's got to a point now where um, the, the regulators are saying it, it's, it's got to stop. And the question is, what is the right remedy? What are you going to do with, uh, with a Google? You can't break it up into a bu- bunch of smaller Googles. You'll break the internet. <laughs> yeah, look, and, and to be honest, uh, I think the biggest issue is, is not investors and what they're questioning. It's about the actual people who use it. So it's your, your entrepreneurs, uh, your retail services, and those kinds of guys. So some are, at the moment, getting an unfair advantage by the sounds of things. And, you know, Michael, it hasn't just come out of the blue. Um, if, if we just look slightly back to July, there was a probe opened. Uh, to investigate whether big tech firms like Amazon, Facebook, uh, uh, including Google, were, were stifling competition in their wake. And, you know, that's where the emergence of this, this widespread concern came from. And it didn't come from investors. It came from consumers and businesses and, and entrepreneurs, the guys who are directly affected. Um, what they need to do, I can't tell you on this show. I don't think it's long enough. Um, <laughs> But, but there's many there's many angles of attack here. I mean, do you what do you prioritize? Do you prioritize privacy or uh, competitive behaviour?
Absolutely. Don't worry, we're going to be talking all about this on the panel a little bit later with uh, a trio of um, uh, competition law experts who are going to be wading into this arena. In the commodity corner, central banks I see net sellers of gold for the first time in around a year and a half. Is that uh, signaling to you a bit of a, a top for gold? <laughs> well, not exactly. Um, there's a bit of a phenomenon in, in this figure. So this is the September data that was released. And it showed that from a net point of view, uh, global central banks sold a net 12.3 tons of gold during the month of September. Um, it did sort of indicate that the pace of, at which they were accumulating gold has slowed down, which has pretty much been the trend for the year so far. But there was a very specific reason for the net negative figure. There was one single seller that outweighed all of the regular buyers for September, and that was Uzbekistan, <laughs> who reduced their gold reserves by almost 32 tons, and apparently to pay off some debt. Uh, but anyway, the, the, the data does still suggest that the central banks are buying at a much slower pace. Oh, Rob, you cannot besmirch the glorious nation of Uzbekistan on classic business. Thank you very much. That's your trip offshore with Rob Pietropalo, joint head of training at Odom Capital. They built a trading platform for classic business listeners. To begin trading offshore, go to trade1027.co.za.